1: Hello, hello! How are you doing today,
0: Mike? Oh, I'm really excited about
1: this evening, Friday night. We've got a release party in Madison. New music that people yes. are going to hear for the first time on this podcast today. It's a big, big day for us. It is. a release big party day. days are always so fun. <laughs> and it was just, it was just my birthday, and it's the birthday party tonight, and that That's always gets right. me excited. Happy birthday, Mike! Thank you very much. You know, what would be the best birthday present of all, Wendy? What would that be, Mike? That would be rating the podcast on iTunes. So saying (laughs) something nice about see you on the other side on iTunes would probably be the nicest thing that someone could do for me for my birthday this year.
2: Oh, my gosh. That would be really thoughtful, wouldn't it? I think so. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that. And remember, um, if you do like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And that'll make Mike's birthday extra, extra special.
1: It's the only thing... That can make me want to live again is to have a positive review on <laughs> iTunes. Please do it for wow. me. Wow. wow!
2: And if you don't have iTunes, you can also do that on Stitcher or you can just send us an email. So that makes us happy, too.
1: Yeah, definitely makes us All happy.
2: right. So what are we talking about today, Mike?
1: Today we're talking about one of my favorite things, and that's <sighs> Satanism.
2: I had no idea that was one of your favorite things, and I thought I knew you pretty well. No, uh,
1: well, it's one of my favorite topics of paranormal conversation. Because I think that, you know, so we grew up in the 1980s during what's called the satanic panic. Whoa. So if you remember that Sally, Jesse, if you remember Sally, Jesse, Raphael, <laughs> Oh, I or, do. Or you remember Geraldo Rivera, they <laughs> used to talk about Satan worshipers being around us, like, um, and, and this really had to do with, you know, a lot of the conservative sensibilities at the time, especially in the South and, and, and these Christian ministries, especially the televangelists, would talk about Satanism as a, as a fearful thing in our society, and people were worshiping the devil and they were killing babies and doing horrible things. Oh, so man. make sh- make sure you send money to our cause. Make sure you send money to our ministry so we can fight these Satanists.
2: Oh, okay. So it was we, a ploy.
1: we'd see all this stuff on TV, and I remember seeing all this stuff in, in TV as a kid, and I'd be like, Oh my God, Satan worshipers, they're out there. They're coming yes. for you. Geraldo Rivera told me about this. Okay, and he's he's a repute <laughs> a reputable <laughs> reporter now. He's he. You're right, Geraldo Rivera. He's a real reputable guy. Just ask uh whoever was in charge of Al Capone's vaults. That's how, right. How reputable? Oh. I watched that live on TV. I'm like, man, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna see what's going on with Al Capone's vaults, and then we find out what happens all with it. Cool stuff. And it's nothing. He gets in there, and it's like, I found a bunch but- of dust and some paper. Thank you, Haroldo, for what you've done. Mwah, 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 mwah. That's really how it was. And okay, so Satanist <laughs> sad trombone. Satanism in the nineteen eighties. You really you grew up. You know, you grew up thinking that there were devil worshippers out there who were going to get you. And it was in movies. So if you, Rosemary's Baby from the late nineteen sixties is Satanism, um, infecting. You know, devil worshippers were in there were doctors they were PTA members they were people in your society satan mem- satan worshipers were all around you okay well let's fast forward to a more sober decade the 1990s and let's talk about the fact that we find out that all this satanic ritual abuse, and we'll talk about this in an episode, because the satanic panic has a lot to do with art and heavy metal and all this stuff that happened in the 1980s. Um, and uh, heavy metal bands used satanism as marketing to be rebellious to a lot of these kids during this, this panicky time, during the 1980s. And we will talk about the way that art used satanism as imagery but um we find out that devil wor- there weren't really any devil worshipers that was all just made up bs okay um propaganda yeah and and so the fact is though even though there might not have been any devil worshipers around um the church of satan is still a thing the church
2: of wait okay satan. so there aren't satan worshipers but there is a church of satan
1: Yes, there is. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today. That's by the name of the episode, Satanism, Sinister, or Just Selfish.
2: I thought we were going to name it Satanic
1: Panic. Sa- no, Satanic Panic gets its own episode, because they, they, that, that's, <laughs> that's what they talked about, the stuff in the 80s, and that will go into Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, uh, yes, okay. And, and all the kind of crazy stuff that people, you know, the, the propaganda that was used for political machinations back in the 1980s and, and also for fundraising. So, um, but the Church of Satan is actually a lot less sinister and dangerous um, than it sounds. Because when you think Church of Satan, Wendy, what, what comes into your head?
2: Um, I picture like a bunch of people dancing around a fire and like sacrificing something and pentagrams and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, like people in robes. Like, yeah, it's the sacrificing thing, too. So, like, a ritual. Blood. Yeah, you picture blood, you picture a dagger, something out of a movie. Um, You ever see End of Days, that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger versus the devil at the end of the world? No, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. I'll add it to my Netflix queue. (laughs) You're not missing a great movie. The only thing you're really missing out of it is um, the last Guns N' Roses song released before Chinese Democracy. Mm. Was from the soundtrack of that movie. Wow. And it actually was a really good Guns N' Roses song. I still have it in my workout mix. Huh. It's called Oh My cool. God. And it's a, it's a good GNR song. Um, so that's the, besides the Guns N' Roses song, that's about the, that's about the best thing about that movie. But <laughs> that, they do the whole, the devil is coming. There's devil worshipers. There's, um, uh, Ritualistic daggers and sacrifices and oh, all that kind of crap that we associate with uh, devil worshipers. Okay. But the Church of Satan is not that. No, the Church of Satan... I, I know that we sound like apologists for the... Ch- I'm just like, hey, guys, I know what you think about the devil, but let's talk about the... church. Like it's. No, I'm just c- genuinely curious because when you hear Church
2: of Satan, I mean, in right. a church, what do you do? You worship something or someone or a deity, and when you say, say the Church of Satan, then...
1: And, and Satan and modern Satanists are really just atheists. so oh, you know okay. th- so they' just they're just atheists who are using the trappings of Satan to ritualize things that aren't the, that are the exact opposite of Christianity. So that'd be the first thing that um, you know when, when you talk about Satanists, it's not the fact that they actually worship the devil it's the fact that they're the opposite
3: mm-hmm, of okay.
1: christianity and, and so we to get that we really have to go back to the 1960s and the founding of the of the modern church of satan so i mean there was a lot of mystical stuff going on in the 1960s especially in san francisco so when you, when you think about cultural epicenters of The hippie movement, the anti-war movement, the underground against the American mainstream that was happening with the baby boomers. That, that was all centered around San Francisco. You know, whether it's going to be, um, you know, the music, the Grateful Dead, you know, that, that's the, the Bay Area, the great, you know, the, the Grateful Dead and the film or the, the biggest, um, The biggest kind of art and culture that was against the mainstream, against the war, against every, it all came out of San Francisco in the 1960s. You know that Um, song? You know, are you going to San, make sure to put a flower in your hair. hair. (laughs) Right. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was on the Forrest Gump soundtrack. It is right. And Forrest Gump, they make a stop in the Bay Area, obviously, because that, (laughs) that's really the center of the movement, the counterculture against the mainstream. So you know if you have the the quasi religious hippie movement, you know Jesus is just all right with me, man, and oh, yeah, and you know Jesus never dropped a bomb, flowers, flower power, uh, people against the war and and there's a there certainly was a, a an excellent religious case against the vietnam war right right um you'd think that you know. Somebody who didn't buy into the entire religious movement might also want the opposite of the mainstream, but maybe not be as entranced by the hippies. Oh, okay. And and that was a guy by the name of Anton LeVay. Mm. So Anton Levey uh was you know, he's born in Chicago, but then raised in California. And he was born in, you know, 1930. So, uh, he was right there, you know, during the 1960s, during the, during the great, you know, that, that was the great movement against, you know, the, the, the mainstream that was brought to us by the Second World War of clean cut. And yeah. you got to listen to the government and you got to do whatever they say. And, and the draft is okay. We're going to send you off to war. And, you know, World War II, you might have been killing Nazis who were doing horrible things. In Vietnam, you were killing the Viet Cong and we weren't sure exactly why yeah. pe- we were going over. We thought we thought that communism might eventually uh, take over Japan and we'd lose Japan as a trading partner. The domino theory, lose the entire East – uh, the Far East and the Orient, we, we don't use the word Orient anymore, but, you know, we would lose that area as a trading partner and then the entire American way of life was threatened. But people, you know, that, that kind of explanation as to why they were being sent into a rice paddy and being killed wasn't good enough for most Americans at the time. And, uh, and that's why, I mean, that's this entire movement just around the very opposite. Of what the mainstream was. And that was uh, what guys like Anton LaVey were talking about. Anton LaVey shaved his head and grew a goatee just so he'd look more evil. The goat. Yeah, like, and he, right. And he could found the Church of Satan, which was a system about human nature and doing things for yourself. And selfishness—that was the wow. exact, that was the exact, Jeez. the exact opposite of Christianity. The exact opposite of being a hippie. So hippies That's were all nice. about. Well, it's it, it depends, and and so I mean I'm sure you're familiar with um, Ayn Rand, yes, and The good. Fountainhead, and mm-hmm. um, I mean she wrote, I mean she wrote a, a work called The Virtue of Selfishness. You know, it, it was all about your own. It, w- it was all about you over others. Everyone for himself. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, remember, I mean, we kind of have in, in the, in the 2010s and over the last 20 years, now that there's no Iron Curtain, now that there are no socialist countries, we kind of have a, we, we look back at socialism and communism with, rose-colored glasses, in that, you know, the, these things that were, ha- when they tried these experiments of socialism and communism in, in these countries, we try to think, well, yeah, it was pretty bad, and it didn't work out very well, but, you know, they had their hearts in the right place. <laughs> well, at the time, you know, if you go back to the, you know, 1950s and 60s, so this past couple of weeks, they've celebrated the 25th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall, Right. That's insane. <laughs> right, I know, and that makes you feel old. That's 25 years since the Berlin Wall fell. But people were murdered trying to cross the Berlin Wall to see their relatives.
2: Yeah, that's hard to believe.
1: You know, these, these, these grand experiments that we think of, you know, that we don't think of as so harshly now, Resulted in the murder of a lot of people. And Chairman Mao and Joseph Stalin killed, you know, way more people than even a, you know, a monster like Hitler did. And so the thing is, collectivism in the middle of the 20th century was considered dangerous, scary. I mean, you had the, obviously you had Joseph McCarthy, our proud Wisconsin senator, that was about as against, uh, communism as you can get and, and went over the line with it. Mm-hmm. But, what I mean to say is even though we think that selfishness sounds like such a horrible thing and all these uh writers and like Anne Rand, which when she was talking about it, they were looking at it from a different angle, obviously, than what we different have today. Perspective. I mean, they were seeing these collectivist countries murder people and, and you know, and right. she she escaped Soviet Russia, which was uh obviously I mean they I mean anti-Semitic, and, and then what Stalin did to uh, anybody with any kind of education, you know, the, the camps, they put people in the Stalags, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm just trying to say that even though selfishness from a 21st century ex- perspective looks like um it's a very thoughtless way of being, at the time they were thinking about things, and guys like Anton LaVey, when they were, you know— um you know the ideas of the church of satan were just about the self over the group which is the difference between that and christianity christianity is about altruism christianity is about sacrificing yourself right. for other people selflessness selflessness that's ex- no you're exactly right when selflessness and you know it's like when i talk about you know when i talk about the church to my mother and you know my mother's a very faithful Catholic and goes to, you know, goes to church every single week. And, and she hasn't missed a week when she misses a week. She's guilty about it. And she hasn't missed a week mm-hmm. since like 1945. Wow. That's incredible. Right. And so I, you know, I ask her, you know, I'm like, well, even without all the rules, cause I asked, he asked about like, what about all the rules of the church and all these things? She's like, well, that stuff isn't as important as the idea that we, we do things for other people. So we, we, perform sacrifices for other people to make their life better. And that's the reward we get out of the church. The church of Satan is the exact opposite. It's that we do things for ourselves, do what you want, and that's what counts. It's the real difference between Satanists and any other kind of religion. So it's almost like if you
2: replace the word Satan with something else and try to think of it that way as opposed to like, you know exactly right dancing around a, a a the devil guy that's like what was that movie hellboy or something <laughs> i don't know but um so when you think of it that way then it's it's really more of a a a movement a philosophy than it is um
1: that, uh, that's right and, and there's scary there's, and magic and <laughs> there's famous i mean what they use magic let's go i mean first of all the church of satan can't be that dangerous because they have an faq <laughs> any counter-cultural movement that has an faq on the internet and graphics made obviously the church of satan has a <laughs> has a social media person right and well, s- how dangerous can you be if you've got somebody oh, on the payroll on. who's dedicated to Facebook? Like, oh, I got to handle. Oh, no, I got to handle. Can be very church- dangerous. I got to handle the Church of Satan Facebook page. I was looking, and our likes are down for this week.
2: Well, hey, social media has been used for a lot of bad things, you know. So,
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. Social- <laughs> so saying it's not bad because they use social media is, is <laughs> not no. really. That's true. And saying the internet can't be used for evil purposes. What I mean is, right. like, how scary can something be if the scariest thing you have is the Church of Satan? Um, I mean, they have, they have, their website has great graphics, too. ChurchofSatan.com. They've got, I mean, it looks like Mike, a really good, well-done page. Did they
2: hire you to promote them?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> you, sound <like> a, <laughs> you sound very <laughs> like a commercial kind of right now. I am definitely not paid for from the Church of Satan. <laughs> they are not a sponsor of the show. But I do think they are unfairly maligned by a lot of people in in this society. And that's that's what I mean. It's that the Satanists are just about themselves. They're not actually about doing harm to other people. So that's what I'm, you know, was talking about I here. see. Okay. And, yeah. their, well- and their website looks great. I can't you can't deny that, that, that Satanists hire excellent graphic designers. Good for that good on them. Well, that's that's
2: excellent to know. <laughs> well, I mean we but should aside talk from r- designing good websites, what do they do? <laughs> like
1: well, the, what what kinds of things? So Satan to them represents something. It's the opposite of Christianity. And and here's let's talk about their FAQ. Um when they talk about satanic rituals and the black mass and satanic magic, quote unquote. Okay. Um, So this is directly from their website. What is a satanic ritual? Greater magic, which is our name for ritual practice, is basically meant as self-transformational psychodrama. It serves as a means to purge oneself of unwanted emotional baggage that might be hindering a daily pursuit of joy in life. We do not require anyone accept it for more than what it is. It's pageantry, it's ritual, it doesn't mean anything. So when they do a Mass and they dress up in robes and they act silly and stuff like that, it's not meant to actually be real. Like in, in Catholic Church, when they give you communion and you drink that wine, that wine has been literally transformed to the blood of Jesus Christ. You are drinking the blood of Jesus Christ literally in the church. Um, Literally, Yeah. And, and, and so when, when you, and that's what they say, it's, it's called transubstantiation. Wine into blood and then the bread into his body. And, um, and so that the satanic church uses that same kind of, you know, they, they use rich, they don't claim that it's real though. Like the Catholic church does, they don't claim that you're actually drinking the blood of Satan or whatever. I don't know what you drink. I've never been to a satanic mass and I, I don't really plan on it. Uh, but they drink that um that furious hell <laughs> right the surly surly hell that's right or Min- surly sorry surly yes Mi- minnesota one of minnesota's finest beers
2: <laughs> the surly hell if you ask me but okay back to the topic so they don't drink they don't do the wine and and bread thing but they yeah. have other types of things they do as as uh so what is the point you you were saying that for the catholic church these things represent things they're
1: yes they represent um, traditions in- in the Catholic Church, it, it's represent like, so you become one with God. You are drinking God's—literally, you are drinking God's blood. Um, and that's the point. So when you have communion, it's communion with that thing that's greater than you. And so the Church of Satan is the same kind of thing with their rituals, their magic. But they just—like they said, it's a self-transformational psychodrama. It's just meant for your head. It's just meant for you. You know, like when we have the okay. graduation ceremony. You know, Wendy, when you graduated high school, was it a big deal? Oh, yeah, it was a huge deal. Right. They make it a big deal. <laughs> they they, sit there, they go through the ceremony. They give you the piece of paper. They play pomp and circumstance. They do the whole thing because it gives you that feeling of I have become an adult. It's the bar mitzvah. It's the it's this is my rite of passage. Yeah, sure. It's, it's putting the little
2: the gold star stamp on like, OK, you're ready for the next step in life. Right.
1: When you got that diploma, did you become any smarter? Mm-mm. No. Well, and, maybe. Right. right it, maybe a little bit. But, I mean, the point is, is that the, the, we do these rituals because it makes us feel better about things or because it gets us excited, it gets us in the right headspace, It it moves us into the place we need to be. And so... That's, I mean, so these guys, when they do their crazy stuff and everybody gets together and has some kind of sex magic or, you know, they do these rituals, all it means is that they are putting themselves in in kind of a a transformational self. It's it's, it's like a graduation ceremony versus a real religious ceremony where you feel that you are communing with God. To them, it's just representative that they're doing something for themselves. Okay. So... But they do it in the form of magic, so it sounds like fun. It's like, ooh, we're going to do magic. Like, what's going to happen, you know? Is, <laughs> is somebody going to show up and, and, and do some card tricks? Or what? It, it, Nobody does card tricks that, satanic, that I know of.
2: So it's kind of like the same type of thing as The Secret or something, where you, you're trying to use your thoughts to manifest something, but it's not necessarily literal, but it sounds like it's literal the way they <laughs> pitch it to you.
1: Yeah, you know, I would say The Secret is actually a lot like satanism because you are you know you're trying to make something appear you know you're 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 doing things for yourself you know the secret you are you fake it till you make right, it or it's, it's all about like what do you want out of your life yeah the manifestation visualization of something and right you you're not really doing the secret for somebody else you're not saying like oh i'm going to fake it till they make it it's a personal self-help kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and and that's a lot of what satanism is. It's selfishness as a virtue. <laughs> it's it's it, it is that. And we have some famous satanists too. Okay, I was wondering how this was going to tie into the the entertainment world cuz I mean, ant first of all ant Anton LaVey was a musician. He had, I mean, he he was a local celebrity through his paranormal research and he performed as an organist. Um, you know, he guests into his uh, he had guys like the uh, Forrest J. Ackerman who was the editor of the famous Monsters of Filmland magazine which is a big geek magazine and in in, through a lot of the second half of the, of the 20th century uh, were people that used to come to his parties where he'd play songs and uh, I mean he was a fun guy. People thought of Anton LaVey even with the bald head and the, and the, the goatee and everything and the occult da, 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 rituals da, da, da. like a fun guy and the Church <laughs> of Satan. Um and so there have been a there was a lot of celebrities who who dabbled in it. Number one, we've got Jane Mansfield. So Jane Mansfield, 1950s, ingenue, very Marilyn Monroe type, busty sex. She'd find her way into different um you know different kind of uh so she was like the Kim Kardashian in like the 1950s. <laughs> okay. Really? And so uh and, and Sophia Loren, the famous Italian actress, just came out with a book this past couple of weeks. And there's this famous picture of, of Sophia Loren. There's a party for Sophia Loren. Jane Mansfield shows up and she's got a nip slip. And, oh no! And they take this picture as Sophia Loren just looks down, and it's oh, Jane, I saw
2: that. I saw that.
1: And it's Jane Mansfield's nip slip, and she's talking about how she'll never, you know, she's she's eighty some years old, and she's like, and she still looks great, yeah. and um, she never signs the picture or whatever because she's like, well, this was a party for me, and Jane Mansfield showed up and upstaged it.
2: Okay, thanks. Now I don't have to click on that link that said you'll never believe what she said.
1: Yeah, she just said happening that she, in this picture. <laughs> right. That she's just not interested in Jane's Mansfield. I mean, and Sophia Loren was no, I mean, this girl, she was no shrinking violet. I mean, right. <laughs> no, she wasn't afraid that, you know, get nude or whatever she needed to do for a brawl. She just, Italians, you know, they're down with that. Uh, you know, Euros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, the, <laughs> so, but I mean, Jane Mansfield will talk about because she has a house that's, um, Haunted and cursed.
2: Okay, so and that's so a that's a future topic that we can.
1: We'll explore. be talking about the curse of Jane Mansfield's Hollywood home, uh, in a, in a future episode. But Jane Mansfield was somebody who uh, had hung out with Anton Lavey. Okay, had these so kind she was of in the fold. The the virtuous selfishness, interested in Satanism, interested in these different kinds of things. It wasn't scary to these people because they realized they weren't really nobody was gonna sacrifice a baby to the devil. That wasn't real. They were gonna do things for themselves.
2: And it like you were saying before, it sounds scary to us because we were kids at the time when it was being, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. That you thought that people as- sacrifice to the devil. What?
2: Right. Okay, so who else do we have here aside well, from Jane Mansfield? Milwaukee's finest, Liberace.
1: Whoa, seriously? Yeah, he also. Well, I mean, he was a fellow piano player like Anton Levay. Okay, of and course. They, yeah, and Liberace also. Did you see that behind the Cal- candelabra movie with Michael Douglas playing Liberace? No, I wanted to though. It's great. It's, it's got Scott, it? it's got Scott Bac- Bacula in it. What? Yeah, no, Scat is in it. So it's it, good? Yeah, it's a great movie. It's great. Well, okay. it depends how you feel about Michael Douglas and gay sex scenes.
2: Sure. Well, that's fine. I mean
1: I'm down. So I, it was a good it's a really good movie. Um, and it's really interesting the the interplay of Liberace and his young lovers and how he felt so um like any kind of aging person. They lose their youth, they lose their Vigor, all those kind of things that makes them who they are. And uh, Liberace was somebody who associated with the Church of Satan too. He was no stranger to uh, pleasures of the flesh. I mean, that's the kind. I mean, that's the thing. Like you'd think, like Liberace, like who's safer, who's more fun, who's more well, who's hanging out with the Church of Satan? Um, then you get to somebody associated like Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, right!
2: And yeah, when you, th- I had no idea.
1: Well, Sammy Davis was a famous convert to Judaism, but he also—I mean—he was just somebody who was interested in these rituals and and these things, baby. And <laughs> uh, and so he had hung out with Anton Lavey in the early seventies on a bunch of occasions, and he was, you know, a declared a member of the church of satan and i believe sammy davis junior even played he played the devil in a movie so uh or a tv show hold on let me look it up real quick but yeah sammy davis played um the devil in like a tv show and that was right around the same time uh when you talk about okay famous people with creepy shit sammy davis and the devil. Uh, yeah, he started, he was in a pilot called Poor Devil that was with Batman Adam West and, uh, the Christopher Lee as Lucifer. And so it didn't, it didn't make it as a TV show. But, uh, Anton LaVey made Sammy Davis Jr. a full fledged card carrying warlock of the church. Wow. of Saint. Yes! Sammy. Who would have
2: thought? I mean, when you see him, Dancing and singing and drinking his cocktails on stage—that that's really not something that I would think.
1: <laughs> well, he he
3: released an <laughs> album. Associated
1: with... He released an album called Satan Swings, baby. Okay, I guess I the blatant obvious clue there <laughs> went <laughs> yeah. right past me. You think Sammy Davis was into Satanism? No, baby. Um, featured ditties like "Sympathy for the Devil" and "Devil in Disguise," as well as a duet with Anton LaVey himself. So he, he broke off, and he eventually talked about breaking off to it and, and wasn't into it later. But um, he certainly was involved in the 70s. I mean, Sammy Davis, one of the most famous people of the late 20th century. I mean, I'd say he's the most famous person to associate with the Church of Satan. And, and as we go on, there's guys like a King Diamond. King Diamond's a heavy metal artist who is associated with a band called Merciful Fate he's uh scandinavian which means he's a little bit crazy anyway yeah um where's crazy (laughs) uh, okay the heavy metal that that
2: that sounds like something that you'd be like okay that's not like shocking i don't know
1: no it's not but the fact is that (laughs) most people who are involved in heavy metal you know like ozzy you know like oh ozzy and the prince of darkness and but ozzy's a christian he's got a cross around his neck he grew up christian like Ozzy might use the trappings of that as a as a character, but he doesn't believe in Satanism or anything like that. The guys in okay. Motley, the guys in Motley Crew, used upside down, you know, star the pentagrams. They used pentagrams and upside down crosses on the oh, yeah, "Shout of the Devil" them. album.
2: I just saw them last week, and I was curious why there were pentagrams all over the place. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, because that was the "Shout of the Devil" album. Used pentagrams and mm-hmm. used all that kind of stuff uh, in mean, their it, whole
2: ju- stage. It's like the lighting thing is a giant pentagram. It really,
1: it's it's overwhelming. So they used that kind of stuff back in the early '80s to shock parents, to make kids, you know, to make Motley Crue seem more dangerous than they were, you know. Sure, yeah. And but those guys don't give it give a darn about Satan. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the, they they certainly are plenty selfish. I mean, Vince Neil. Killed a guy in a drunk driving accident. Yeah. Oh. Nikki Six done enough heroin to kill probably yeah, this entire himself. floor of my apartment building. Yeah. But, uh, but as far as actual people dealing with Satan, no, the pentagrams are a joke. Um, King Diamond, however, actually was a real Satanist, real anti God, anti religion kind of guy. And he brings up the next one, which is Marilyn Manson. Nice. So Marilyn Manson is the same guy used that kind of trap. I mean, first of all, I mean, what his whole band originally was, was taking a serial killer's last name or a famous killer's last name, along with a supermodel's first name. Right. So Marilyn Monroe Charles Manson, Marilyn Manson. But is, is, I mean, was he like a real
2: legitimate satanist or was that just part of the show because obviously you know you've what? seen his videos and you hear the songs and it's like okay this is definitely <laughs> sure i mean it, it doesn't seem like he's the most i i would not i could i could see him like just you know having breakfast at panera or like
1: <laughs> oh yeah no i think that that i think that maryland and it's funny with like his ex-wives and stuff like that always call him brian because it's in the early days, Brian Warner or whatever. His ex-wives are always like, yeah, well, Brian likes to do this or Brian mm. likes to do that. That's how sure. um, Courtney Love calls him, too, as kind of a – they belittle him by saying, well, pff, yeah, Brian. Yeah, he crazy. probably doesn't love that. <laughs> right, stop calling me Brian. I'm Marilyn Manson, man. Um, but – so he actually followed that church? Well, he was – he definitely – he flirted with the Church of Satan and being a Satanist. Okay. So he's okay. – It's not just a shtick. He's anti-Christian. Oh, So okay. when he uses the shtick of upside-down crosses or pentagrams, it's definitely anti-church. Uh-huh. So Marilyn Manson is against the church and against, I mean, probably, I mean, there's a numerous amount of reasons to be against the church in any particular way, shape, or form. I mean, religion, uh all, I mean, has killed a lot of people over the course of centuries, you know, millennia. And religion also i mean has people believing in things that sometimes they do crazy stuff and they they also oppress other people in the name of it so marilyn manson was more about uh being anti-church than maybe the virtue mm-hmm. of selfishness so okay. but he definitely was someone he he'd met with anton Levay and uh and so, so he, he
2: practiced what he preached. He wasn't just doing it for
1: uh album wasn't, sales to, wasn't to get Molly dangerous Crew. things out there that kids would buy. Correct. He was <laughs> yeah. he wasn't Motley Crue. So when he went on and he did the whole thing, remember he was on MTV Music Awards and he pretended to be like at a pulpit and he delivers this anti Christian screed and then he turns around, he's got his butt cheeks out. You remember, <laughs> you remember, you yeah. remember Marilyn man's butt the cheeks. Who right. can forget those the, cheeks? The, Just, the palest of white. Oh God! And you know, and that cheeks. I mean, that's ballsy. I mean, you have to have a decent looking butt. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done it. I would have worked out a little bit, or something, or shaped it up, or made sure I put some cell on, or something, before oh, I did that on man. MTV. Hey, oh. hey, I'm not showing my butt on MTV. Marilyn Manson is. Somebody execute him. All right, all right, all right. So where were we now? Who's <laughs> Anyone else we, we haven't covered yet? <laughs> those, those are the big ones. I mean, modern Satanism, they do a lot of things that just try to upset Christian churches. What they're trying to do is also, in the South, they mix up, you know, so they put Ten Commandments statues uh, in certain Capitol buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, like, in Oklahoma, what the Satanists try to do was create a statue of, like, one of their satanic idols with kids around him. Oh, nice. And do it at the same place as they were doing the Ten Commandments statue. All right. So, they were trying to do that. like So, the the Oklahoma Satanists had done that because what they're saying is, if you're going to put a Ten Commandments statue in this government building— we yeah. should be able to put our religious statue... Yeah, freedom of religion. Of course, according to the First Amendment. This was right. a big... So I, I think about this because I lived in, when I lived in La Crosse, Wisconsin, there was a Ten Commandments statue on public land. And this had gone to the Supreme Court wow. about yeah. <laughs> whether or not you could have a, a statue that glorifies one religion over another on public land. So eventually, what happened was the, the the city had to sell a piece of that land to um, to private property, you know, to to a private individual, so that they could have that.
2: Yeah, so it's not paid for by the government and correct, you know, sponsoring a specific
1: religion. So when they had this statue of the Ten Commandments in the Oklahoma Capitol. The Oklahoma Satanist said, Nope, we gotta have one of our of our, our satanic demon, Baphomet, sitting beneath an inverted pentagram and flanked by two children gazing upward in loyalty. Oh <laughs> when it was finished, it will be cast in bronze and the Satanists' hope eventually displayed in Oklahoma. And it's a response so, to the Ten Commandments monument outside the Capitol.
2: So they're still building it or planning it? It's not actually there yet?
1: Uh no, it's not it's not I mean they have they have you know built a, a model of the statue, but I think okay. what's really going to happen is eventually they're going to get rid of that Ten Commandments statue. Um, so that Yeah, they, that's a, that's so a, a much don't easier have solution. A otherwise, of the Church of Satan. In the,
2: but that's the whole well, thing. and and then everybody you know then pretty soon the place is just going to be full of
1: statues for every different religion or <laughs> right and and that's the thing and that's what a lot of the mo- modern Satanists do because they're closer to atheists. Than they are closer to people who worship the devil. What they're interested in is ke- making sure that the Christianity, um, that Christianity stays out of government, stays out of public life, things like that. So that's that's what a lot yeah. of modern satanists do. So the church is Satan. I think when we say the the final thing is it sinister or is it selfish? Well, I would just say it's just selfish. Nothing to worry about. There might be devil worshippers in the world. Um, you heard but, the verdict here, folks. <laughs> but there, there might be devil worshippers in the world, but they are certainly not trying to put up a statue of Baphomet in the Oklahoma State Capitol.
2: Well, that's pretty interesting stuff. I had no idea. I guess I was still in the mindset of the, the 80s kid that saw Sally Jesse Raphael uh, having a shout out with some some dudes that look like metal rockers. Um. And now you guys
1: know more about Mike's fa- one of Mike's favorite topics. Apparently, no, I just figure that it's it's pretty interesting <laughs> to talk about Satanism because it really does have to, you know, it it really does, um, not have to do with all the things that we thought it had to do as kids. So there are people out there who can have real discussions, and they can discuss things as atheists or as people that believe in rituals that aren't necessarily dangerous to humanity, no matter what the movies tell you, or Sally Jesse.
2: Very interesting. Well, we do have a song to share with you today that is related to the topic. But uh, before we do that, you can find the show notes for today's episode, including lyrics to that song, at othersidepodcast.com slash nine. And Mike, what's today's song about? The song that we're going to release tonight.
1: Well, today is perfect for our discussion because this song is called The Sun King and there was no one more selfish in the way of he represented the entire state of France than Louis XIV, the Sun King himself, the man that said, I am the state. Here's the track.
0: and divine right I am the state in all her glory and I'm the essence of this life by heaven to satisfy all your hope and all your need listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side.